in Los Angeles, California. The weather is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I left the cold weather. My boy Shay Shay, I mean Shannon Sharp, I mean the Hall of Famer, is all happy, all glee. They ain't got a damn thing to do with the great football game we saw yesterday, including last night. It has everything to do with the fact that he ain't in the cold. Needless to say, somebody else is between both of us. She's gleaming as well. I wonder why. I wonder why. First takes in the house. Monday, y'all. You know it's time to work. Let's get it. Good day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into First Take. Hope you all had a fabulous holiday weekend. And we had a heck of a game yesterday. Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp. I'm Molly Karam. Hi, gentlemen. Hey, hey, hey. I'm going to I'm gonna make things quick because I got some breaking news before we get into that game. The Carolina Panthers have fired Coach Frank Reich. The team just announced Reich lasted less than one season with the Panthers, going one in ten. We will dive more into that in just a bit. But right now I want to get into that game of the night, maybe the game of the year with the Eagles, who came out on top in one of the most entertaining games of the season. Jalen Hurd scored five total touchdowns, a new career high, including the overtime winner as Philadelphia came back to beat Buffalo 37-34. The Eagles have trailed at halftime in four straight games and came back to win each one, tying the longest streak within a season in NFL history. Philly has outscored teams by a league-best 68 points after halftime this season. All right, Stephen A., heck of a game. First, I want to say hi to Dan Orlovsky. Where's my guy, Danny boy? Getting set. He's getting set. He'll hey, hey. Let me go down. Hold on. I looking gotta, clean, looking I clean. Drop, I got to drop my, my seat because I'm too tall for you. know. We're, we're all kind of high right now. <laughs> um, there we go. There we go. You're right in the frame. Uh, Stephen A., tell me this. After watching this game, your visceral reaction, what was your first take? <sighs> my first take is that the Eagles are something special. Mm -hmm. um, they respond to the challenges like the fourth consecutive game. They've been down at halftime, double digits, I might add. And considering the way the holes that they find themselves in, I do worry about them playing with fire a little bit too much mm -hmm. because as the season wanes and the competition elevates and the level of urgency elevates as well, that could come back to bite you. But you still can't take away from the greatness that you're seeing, the collective greatness. They seem to be able to do whatever's necessary when called upon in order to deliver deliver the goods. And Shannon and Dio, my attitude is this. They're an entirely different team when Jalen Hurts is running the football. Mm -hmm. We knew that he was always passing the football effectively for the most part. But since the Jets game where he got injured, he hadn't been the same running the football. Then he had the bye week. He looked he looked good last week against Kansas City in some in some running plays. And then yet last night, obviously, the quarterback draw to win it all uh, in the red zone. Obviously, that was a big, big deal. But the point is, he was able to run with the football. He was able to scramble out the pocket. And when he has mobility working on his side, that just opens the floodgates. You're looking at the Devontae Smith. He's coming off the dais with the touchdown catch. Terrific throw by Jalen Hurts, but he scrambled out of the pocket to his left in order to get rid of that football. You see A.J. Brown, and you know what he's capable of doing. This kid, DeAndre Swift, I mean, I, I, I love what I see from him in the Philadelphia Eagles uniform. Their secondary still gives a little yeah, bit too sure. much. But in the end, when you find a way to continuously come back to answer the call to be the reigning NFC champions and to answer the call time after time after time again, 10-1 on the season, overcoming multiple deficits. I'm just looking at them right now, and I'm like, damn. If there was a year where you looked at them and said, yo, they, they, they might win it all, it's this year.
We're about to find a lot more. They got the 49ers and the Cowboys the next two weeks. So we'll find out a lot more about the Eagles and if they can continue this streak. I don't think you can fall behind those two teams, play as bad as they did. You look at Jalen Hurts. Stephen A., Dio, he started 4 of 11, had 33 yards and an interception at the half. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, there's no way they can win this ball game. Not with him playing that bad. Now he comes back out, throws for 200 yards in the uh, second half, three touchdowns, adds another 65 yards, two touchdowns. Now 11 multi-touch touchdown games. And I've said this, though, over the last two weeks watching him. I don't know if I've seen a quarterback play quite as poorly as he does. And if the game is close in the fourth quarter, he'll find a way to win it. He's very Tom Brady-esque in that manner. Find ways to win ball games, be it with his arm, be it with his legs. And, yes, we know he's always had the old dynamic legs. But his ability to throw the football, his ability to throw the football outside of the pocket is what's giving him the advantage now because teams try to spy him, and he'll buy time and find a guy like he finds Zacchaeus in the back of the end zone. He finds a Devontae Smith. Guys are making plays for him. Stephen A., the defense does concern me. This is the first time in, I think, 40 seasons, a team has gained 500 yards, had 10 third-down conversions, won the turnover margin, and still lost the game. Got that from Ed Warder. Thank you for tweeting that stat out. That's crazy that you can have those kinds of numbers and still find a way to lose the ball game. And I don't know if they found a way to lose the ball game. The Eagles found a way to win because the guy hit a 59-yard field goal in a driving rainstorm. But they changed the overtime rules. Now, it didn't come into effect yesterday. Buffalo got the ball. Remember that playoff game against Kansas City? Well, if Josh Allen would have got the ball, he would have won. Right. He got the ball yesterday. Yeah. Now, I don't know who can, we can put this on, Gabe Davis or Josh Allen. One or the other. But you got to make that play, Dio. That's your ball game right there. That's the difference between winning and losing. Every play that jo- uh, 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 Jalen Hurts needed to make late in the ball game, he made it. That play right there, that's the difference in winning and losing. You come with a bomb blitz, they got zero coverage, and he missed the throw. Eagles get down to go right down the field, score a touchdown, and win the ball game. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's the difference. Yeah. I look at Philadelphia and I say, they got a quarterback you can't kill. I mean, that's, that's really what they're boiling down to. This is also the best second-half football team in the NFL. Yesterday's game, Josh Allen was the best player on the field. Jalen Hurts was just the more clutch. Josh Allen was unreal yesterday. He was the best player in the NFL. And so – I hear you guys talk about Philadelphia's defense. Josh, what Josh Allen did on third down yesterday was, was in many ways like historical. I think the number is he was 12-19 and 19 on third and medium or long. That hasn't been done in like 20 years. So I actually don't look at Philadelphia's defensive performance and get a ton of concern about it. I just look at the, the performance of Josh and saying, unbelievable. And Shannon, to your point, like that, that fadeaway with Gabe and the, the final play for them, I wish he held it for just a second longer because it looks like Gabe goes out and Josh is throwing it in. And I wish he just held it for a second longer because that performance deserves a win. But speaking specifically to Philly and Jalen Hurts, the, when I say they're the best second-half team in football, I mean it. <clears throat> this team, the adjustments that they make, both in their coaching staff and their players – is really the reason why they sit at 10-1. and one. It's really the reason why you sit there and go, they're the team, right along with San Francisco, is like that's the teams that, that somebody, Dallas or Detroit, is going to have to get over. But just speaking specifically to Jalen, last year it was, I've never seen this guy, I've never seen anybody 
advance as a passer the way that Jalen Hurts has. Yeah. And I think there's plays yesterday that kind of speak to that again. Some of those crossers that, Shannon, that you're talking about yeah. to Devontae Smith Devontae. when he's cutting it loose. Mm-hmm. But there's two moments in that game that really irk me when it comes to, to the ending. If you go to the end of that game and that two-minute drive to set up that 59-yard field goal, Shannon, right. you'll know this. Stephen A., if you go back to the Kansas City game in the, the playoffs, right, it was 13 seconds, and we all sat there and go, how do you let up – that with 13 seconds. Yeah. Jalen throws five straight passes to his left for completions to get into field goal range. How does Buffalo not cha- challenge that? How Sean does Buffalo McDermott. not stop that? Some, they ne- Shannon, the ball's on the left hash. Five straight snaps. He throws the ball to his left five straight times. They never once made him throw the ball to the right. Now, credit Jalen. He does it. And, it, and Shannon, you mentioned it's very Brady-like. And, and R.C. mentioned this before. Graham, Brandon. It's not aesthetically pleasing. It's, no. not, it's not wow-ish. It's not unbelievable. But it's this methodical death-by-thousand paper cuts. My blood pressure never gets well, elevated at all performance. And I think that is the development. These are the final plays. That's first yeah. down. Completion into the left. Second down. Completion into the left. Third down. So that's the development for me with Jalen. Last year it was I've never seen a guy get better as a passer than he has. Well, and now I'm watching a guy be great at the late, late ends of games. Dio, I'm sorry. I'm surprised you and Shannon didn't bring this up too. I mean, Elliot, obviously, this brother's got ice in his veins. <laughs> the brother's big time. I mean, in, in that inclement weather, rain, uh, torrential, look like torrential rain, so cry downpour, fifty nine yards, unbelievable kick. But if you're McDermott. I mean, you got you got to remember, you got to rush guys off the field to get guys on the field to rush to kick their field goal. And McDermott called the timeout. McDermott called the timeout. Gave him additional time before he kicked that field goal. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Let him rush. Let him rush. Let him rush out on the field. They seemed a bit haphazard at that particular moment. If anything, the last thing you want to do is give this brother more time to get ready in that that situation. I thought that was something else that you guys should have brought up as well. I think the thing is also that interception. I'm surprised uh, 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 Josh didn't see that trap corner when Bradbury rolled up on him because this uh, cover two uh, deal, you see the safety shooting over the top. And if I'm a defender, what do we normally, what do we know what happened? If that's a linebacker on a receiver, what are they trying to run? That little Yogi route. And Bradbury said, yeah. you know what? I think that's coming right now. And if you look, yeah. he doesn't – normally he would turn, they'll turn their back and come back. He never turns. He goes yeah. right – he goes immediately because he knows down in distance, area of the field, they're going to run this Yogi route on the linebacker. And he picked it perfectly – perfectly and timed it perfectly, excuse me, and it got him right back into the ball game. I was thinking there's no way – with the way Jalen Hurts was playing in the first half, Dio, that there's yes. no way the Eagles can win this ball game. He was 3 of 11 yeah. for 33 yards and an interception in the first half, and he comes back and plays exemplary. Like you say, it's not aesthetically pleasing to the eye. All I know, the results. The results. Yeah. He, he's the type of guy that bakes a great cake in an easy-bake oven. He doesn't have this wolf. He doesn't have Viking. He doesn't have Thermidor. He has an easy-bake oven, and he's doing you a great cake. It's, <laughs> what he's doing, hey, Stephen, yeah. man, I, I don't think we get this kid. We don't, I say kid, we don't give this young man enough credit. Because, like I You're said, right. because he's not wowing you with Mahomes and Herbert and Josh Allen-type throws. Just yeah, yes. He, yeah. He, he's not like Michael Vick out there with the ball in one hand moving mm-hmm. all over the place. Right. All I know is at the end of the day, more times than not, 
his team is victorious. Yeah, he's won. Can I say this real quick? He's won 16 of his last 17 regular season games, 27 of his last 29. No, no Think question. About that. He's absolutely huh. phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. But, but, but just to pump the brakes a little okay, bit, just okay. a touch. Okay. I mean, if 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 your boy Marquez Valdez Scantling catches yeah. that pass <laughs> last week, I mean, we're not saying that. We're still giving him his props, but we're not saying this because the Eagles should have lost that game. Yeah, but that's the, that's all I'm saying. But if you notice, Dio and Stephen A., the difference is is that when it comes time to make plays, more time than not, the Eagles players. Not just Jalen, but you got to throw it to somebody. Mm -hmm. And you got to get DeAndre Swift running the football. You see how he's making people miss. Their guys are making plays as opposed to the opposing team. Seemingly, the moments start to get a little big for them. Especially on the offensive side of the ball. But, Shannon, to Stephen A's point, when does it catch up to them? And if it catches up to them, mm-hmm. okay? I, I, like if I was, we were watching the game at home, my wife, diehard Eagles fan, and in the first half, I think it was 10-7, or, or it was the missed field goal by Buffalo. And I looked yeah. at her and I said, this is when games get dangerous. And she said, what do you mean? I said, Buffalo has dominated this dominated. game. Dominated, yeah. And it's 10-7. Now it ends yards. up being correct. So, Stephen A., you talk about the MVS drop last week. I said I walked away from that game thinking I think Kansas City's the better football team mm-hmm. if they make the plays that are there in those moments. Now, they didn't, and, and Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia did. You walk away from this game if we just – if we want to be very real. Yep. Unbelievable clutch play by Philadelphia. It's a blocked field goal that happens. It's a mm-hmm. missed field goal that happens. And then it's a dropped touchdown by James Cook earlier in that game. So, it, it, like, while we want to sit here and, and praise Philadelphia, it's also you, – we got to be very aware if you're Philadelphia, eventually this could come back to bite you that you're not, okay. I guess, playing better early. Well, you got San Fran and Cowboys, but we saw this in the Super Bowl. I think by many people think that Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Yes. But when Patrick Mahomes needed to make every single play in the second half, what did he do? Touchdown, 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 yep. field goal. Right. And that was the difference in the ball game. We'll, have, Hurts, yes, we'll have more on this later. Hurts yeah. and Allen became the first opposing players to have multiple pass and rush TDs in the same game in NFL history. So you mm. like offense, you liked yesterday. <laughs> Let's dive more into the AFC now. So the Ravens uh, stifled the Chargers to improve to 9-3 and three entering their bye week. Baltimore was plus four in turnover margin in the road victory. The Chiefs fell behind 14-0 in Las Vegas before outscoring the Raiders 31-3 the rest of the way to cruise to 8-3. KC scored a season-high 17 points in the second half. And in H-Town, the Jags held off a late rally from the Texans to avenge their Week 3 loss. With the win, Jacksonville is now 8-3 and and holds a two-game lead in the AFC South. The Dolphins also sit at 8-3 and after beating the Jets on Friday. Shannon, I'll start with you. Who's the best team in the AFC? I'm going to probably have to go right now. I'm going to say the Ravens. Okay. Um, although uh, the defense was unbelievable last night. And I think the thing is with, the, with Baltimore, you got to be careful now. You got three turnovers in the first half, Stephen A., and you only got three points out of that. I don't know if you're going to be willing, able to do that. You play a Miami, you, you know, you, you, you leave points like that on the field. You play a Kansas City, you leave points like that on the field. But 
even though Lamar did not have his great his great day throwing the football, he found a way to win the ball game. And that's what you have to have. Sometimes it's not going to be your best day throwing. You're not going to throw for 295, 300, 315. But can you find a way to win? Now, the Chargers, I, I, no, I'm not about to get all giddy about them beating the Chargers because we know what the Chargers <laughs> represent defensively. And Justin Herbert, somehow, he's a 500 quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, for all those physical tools that he have, and I know you love him, Dio, he can make every him. throw on the field. He's six foot six. 245 pounds. He's a he's yes. a, a 30 a 30 win 31 loss quarterback in the regular season. That's what he is. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I would lean towards I would say the Ravens slightly, Kansas City, Jacksonville, um, because I saw I saw Kansas City go down there and take apart Jacksonville. Well, a couple of things I want to say. Number one, let me start with the Charges before I even answer this question <laughs> by saying if the Carolina Panthers could let go of Frank Reich, I mean, what the hell is up with the Charges? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the coach and Telesco, the general manager, who's hired three coaches in this decade with the Charges, both of them need to go. We got to stop mentioning just Brandon Staley. The Correct. GM need to go, too. I yeah. mean, the bottom line, they just need to go. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Four turnovers, they committed last night. Keenan Allen won. Austin Eckler won. You know it's bad when Justin Herbert leads you in rushing. That's what happened yesterday yeah. with, the San, with the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert led them in rushing. That's all you need to know. Now let's get to the Ravens. They're the best team in the AFC as far as I'm concerned. We've seen what we've seen from Patrick Mahomes. They're going against the Raiders. We like Antonio Pierce a lot. We're wishing him nothing yeah. but the best. Um, I think that in terms from a culture building perspective with Versace and the job that he did, you messed that up by bringing in Josh McDaniel. Yeah. Now I don't mess this up by getting rid of Antonio Pierce, but the bottom line is the Raiders are not that good. It's just that no. simple. And so the Kansas City Chiefs being uh, beating them last night, what do you want, a cookie? I'm not getting caught up in all of that. I'm not, not by any stretch of the imagination. What I would tell you is this. When I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, I know Patrick Mahomes is a stud. I know Travis Kelsey is a stud. I do not believe in their receivers. I just don't. Mm. And the bigger the moment, the less faith I have in them. I have no doubt that Patrick Mahomes can do what he does, but it's the team itself. Yeah. And that's why I'm not flowing with Kansas City is my choice. I'm going to flow with the Ravens because of Zay Flowers, because of Lamar Jackson, because of that defense. I'm looking at the personnel and the pieces that they have in place. They can run the football. They can pass the football. They can certainly certainly have an electrifying running back at the quarterback position as Mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned, who happens to be a damn good quarterback as well. And their defense is rife with a bunch of rough riders. Mm -hmm. I think when you look at the Baltimore Ravens, they have all the ingredients to say, yo, we're that team to beat. And Patrick Mahomes, again, anybody that's going to throw him into the equation, which I'm sure Dio will, I will remind everybody of this. I have been reminded by you guys that Patrick Mahomes has never played a road game on, during the playoffs. <laughs> He'd have to go to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And if he goes to Baltimore, if he has to go to Baltimore, I'd be real interested, not him, because I know what he'll do, mm-hmm. but I'd be real interested in seeing what those receivers do in that Baltimore climate. I really would be interested in seeing that. So you're, you would take Baltimore to go to the Super Bowl? Yes. Right now? Yes. Even though you, you say that you don't have a ton of trust in Lamar in the playoffs? Even though. I said to you I, in the past. Yeah, he I said, said in the past. I was said I said this but, year. But he I also said he had less trust in the Kansas City receivers than he does right. Lamar. Yes. Kansas City's the best team in the AFC. Uh, the, Kansas City's the least flawed team in the AFC. Their flaw is that we don't think that their receivers are going to catch the ball. We don't think that's that's what we don't think we don't we didn't see 26 drops coming into the season drops drops. Right. So you think that Kansas City's not going to get to the, the uh, Super Bowl because of drops. 
That's what you're banking yeah. on? Yeah. You're damn right. No, I'm, not, I'm not banking did on that. Did I stutter? I'm not banking no. on yes. that. No. But, but hold on. Dio, you say you're not banking on them dropping and preventing them, but you're banking on them catching it and getting there. Yeah. Because I, I, if, if, you, if you, like, listen to them talk – and you just watch, like, coming off of this weekend's game, I sit there and I say, well, they figured Rasheed Rice out. Just get him running. He, he's yeah, not a guy, Shannon, and you would know this better than me. Like, it's he's not a guy you want to, to stop his feet. When he yeah. stops his feet, maybe RC made this point, like he's trying to do something with the ball so his eyes get off it. Just get him running. And I think that is that person, if they use him in that mode, they skunked them 31-3 after a 14-0 pad. This was a this was like a chokeout performance by Kansas City. Where what's their flaw? Like I could tell you, Baltimore's flaw is their receivers got some drops. We've talked about that. They don't they don't they're they're without Mark Andrews. They don't have a closer on defense. I, I Jacksonville I love. I think Jacksonville I think Jacksonville is the best team that we don't talk about. Jacksonville Trevor Lawrence has playing top five. Well, we thought top that seven until they ran into San Francisco. We thought but that they're until not going to see San Francisco. Francisco into, if we San Francisco NFC, right? NFC. Let's talk about let's talk about Jacksonville. San Francisco NFC. The two losses that they have in the AFC, they lost by six, I believe, to Kansas City when they had three red zone touchdowns that missed by like an inch, and then they get they spotted Houston, I think, thirteen or twenty points on special teams, poor play. So, like, we're talking Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is probably a less flawed team than Baltimore. Jacksonville's got closures on defense. They're diverse on offense. Doug Peterson throws haymaker after haymaker after haymaker. Baltimore is really good. But Kansas City's the best team. They don't, they don't have flaws the way that those other teams, at least when you come to like attacking things, that teams can attack stuff when it comes to Baltimore, Jacksonville, Indy, Pittsburgh, Miami. Miami's Jalen yep. Phillips is out, so... The issues. only thing that I the thing that I will say is that Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes, who's no doubt the best player in football. So you give him a little extra credit and you're willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Now, we saw yesterday when they got Travis Kelsey and Bob early, he opened up everything else and everybody's eyes started going everywhere and they mm-hmm. run a lot of shallow crosses with uh, Rasheed Rice. But if you look at Baltimore, Baltimore has had a lead going into the fourth quarter in 12 straight games. Baltimore, yeah. theoretically, Baltimore really should be undefeated. Right. They should be undefeated. Yeah. They took a 10-point lead against, <clears throat> excuse me, against uh, uh, Pittsburgh. They took a lead in the fourth quarter against Indy. They took a lead uh, a couple of weeks ago. You can't right. lose those games. But right now, you make me pick. I would take I would take Baltimore. Now we still got what five or six games left. They could get things going. <clears throat> MBS. One catch, minus one yard right. yesterday. It's in his head right now. Well, uh, Dan, Sky Moore oh, yeah. played pretty, pretty, pretty well, good last yesterday. Last word here, then i got to get Shannon some water. Kansas City, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Help my buddy out. Kansas City, Kansas City, last time I checked this, it's in, in state of Missouri. It's show me state. That's what they say. Oh. Got you. you got to show me you can catch the ball. You with your jacket. <laughs> you got to you show me you can catch a damn ball. That, consistently, yeah. too. Consistently. That's huh. what you got to do. That's what you got to do. I like that line by USA. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what, Dan? The Ravens' D, first in sacks, second in scoring defense. I mean, make those catches. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV 
is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Breaking news into first take. The Carolina Panthers have fired Coach Frank Reich. The team just announced Reich lasted less than one season with the Panthers, going one in ten. All right, let's get into this one. Dan, I want to start with you. Are you surprised by this move, and do you like it? I'm not surprised by the move because it's a results-oriented business. And this owner, David Tepper, makes a lot of aggressive moves. Ever since he's become owner, this is like his fifth head coach move in the last four or five years. Do I like it? No. But I understand it. It's crazy. Molly, Stephen A. Shannon, four months ago, before this season started, Mm-hmm. We all were like, this is a great place for a quarterback to go do. This is a great place for Bryce Young. It was Frank Reich. It was Jim Caldwell. It was Thomas Brown. It's Josh McCown. All these unbelievable NFL voices and experience. It has been an unbelievable disaster. And if you watch this team and watch every week, you sit there and go, off of this move, you're legit. I am legitimately concerned for Bryce Young's career in 10 games. 11 games. Because I watch a young man that is now thrust onto a new situation, new staff, second year in the NFL, talent-depleted roster, and you sit there and say, how's it going to get better? How's it going to get better for the number one pick in the NFL draft? Well, first of all, (laughs) let me say this to you. It will get better because it can't get no damn worse. That was an atrocity taking place in the Bible Belt, which is Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> the offense was ranked like 29th in the National Football League. The passing game is ranked 30th. You've got a young, undersized, I emphasize undersized quarterback. Sh- Shannon Sharp, the brother looks smaller than me. Okay? I- I'm standing next to him. I mean, he's definitely shorter. Yeah. And I'm just looking at him. He's very, very small. 
to put him as a rookie, as spectacular as he was coming out of Alabama, but to put him in a situation where he literally has zero protection from yeah. that offensive line. No protection whatsoever. You got a guy in Frank Wright who obviously was a former offensive coordinator, former quarterbacks coach, played a role significantly in the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl championship years ago. We get all of that over New England. But in the end, what it comes down to is that a young quarterback, that's not what Frank Reich is made to work with. He's the kind of coach that needs to be with an experienced quarterback, not a young dude he has to tutor in school and elevate. That's really the situation right there. I think it's the right move. They were lifeless. They were devoid of any kind of enthusiasm whatsoever. They clearly are just feeling awful. Their product is awful. You had to make this change, and I believe anything is going to be better than what you have subjected Bryce Young to. And by the way, Chicago's got their number one overall pick. Um, Lord have mercy. It's just a bad they situation. They gave away a lot. They, they gave, gave away, away a lot. lot. To get, to get uh, Bryce Young. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised by this move either. But when you look at it, and I know everybody wants to make the comparison deal, and you've probably heard it as much as I have, is that look at CJ, look what CJ is doing, look with Bryce Young. Sure. But he has a Tank Dale. He has a Nico Collins. He has a Noah Brown. You look at the offensive weapons, the skill position players that he has around him. His offensive line is much improved. Not yesterday withstanding Laramie Tunsil is a premier left tackle in all of football, although Josh Allen ate his lunch yesterday. But – it's not like Bryce Young has a whole lot to work with. He doesn't have an offensive line that can protect him. They don't particularly run the ball well. They don't have skill positions that he can get the ball to. And like Stephen, they said, yes, he's undersized. And so when a guy's undersized, you need to give him weapons, give him things to work with. He has none of that. But if I, and I don't, I, I really couldn't give David, David, David Tepper any advice. The guy's worth eight, ten billion dollars. <laughs> but in this business, at some point in time, you got to drop anchor and you got to sit there. You can't just keep firing coaches, firing coaches, firing coaches because you're going to keep getting the same results over and over and over again. You're going to have <clears> – <throat> and because you gave up so much to get this, you're going to have to really hit on the guys that you do select in the later rounds. Yeah. They're going to have to knock it out of the park. And you're going to have to overspend in free agency because you always have to overspend in free agency. That's the whole thing because the guy would go back to his team if you don't overspend. So you're going to have to spend a little bit more money in free agency and you're going to really have to knock it out the, box, out the park when you draft, because when you do, because like they said, the number one yep. pick right now belongs to Chicago. Even though you're in, you know, right. last place, that pick's going to Chicago, and I think a couple of other picks are going to go to the Bears. You want to say real quick, again? Molly? Yeah. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. One, 2024 does not matter for Bryce Young. I don't want anyone mm -hmm. to talk to me about what he looks like next year. We will not get a real assessment on Bryce Young until 2025. Number two. Carolina Why? needs to do everything because it's there, Steven, because it's going to take that much great time. Quarterbacks had bad first seasons. Okay, I'm just saying, but you know, I can understand him saying the discount Look this at year. Manning but you're saying next season. year, next nope. year is coming up, and, and before next year has even begun, Dio is telling us pay no attention to next year. But but if you look at you. if you. If, yeah. if you look at a lot of a lot of great quarterbacks, that's young quarterbacks, mm -hmm. what did they have? You look at Ben Roethlisberger, he had Jerome Bettis, and he had Willie Parker and an outstanding defense to play behind. Even Peyton Manning had Marshall Falk. So when you look at guys that have that had successful uh, rookie seasons, they normally have talent around them. Man, who you take who you taking off Carolina? What receiver you want? What offensive lineman yeah. you want? What running back you want? It's not going to get want? better next year because no. the picks that they were giving away. So that's why I say yeah. it's 2025 for Bryce. And, and the next thing, the last thing, Molly, real quick, is yeah. Ben Johnson. That's, that's the name. 
that you you and he's going to have a ton of suitors, the offensive coordinator in Detroit. Mm-hmm. That's the name that they have to try and force that he can't say no to. Okay, interesting. Frank Reich, the first NFL head coach ever to be fired in back-to-back seasons. The Panthers' only team to rank bottom five in both scoring offense and scoring defense. Now let's get to Shannon's team, gentlemen, shall we? How the tides have turned. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton silencing all the critics. The Denver Broncos are on a mile high after another win to the 2-29-12 over the Cleveland Browns. This stretched their winning streak to five. So the Broncos are now just six and five on the season, putting them just outside the AFC playoff field. Denver has the same record as the seven seed Colts and Texans. They play in Houston this Sunday. Yeah. I'm starting with you. Yeah. I, I see how happy you it are. Rust, Cheshire Cat smile. Yeah. It rust, coming trust up people, with one liner is all the thing. Don't look over here. Steve, but I when, when, I when did that happen? When did that turn to rest? <laughs> I trust. All right. Are you buying that your Broncos are going to make the playoffs? I like their chances. I think Sean Payton came to the realization, you know, in, in, in Seattle they had a saying, let Russ cook. But I think Sean Payton said, Russ, we're not going to let you cook. We just want you to bring the appetizer. And so that's what he's doing. Less is more. You look at the last five, four of the last five games, they rushed the ball for over 120 yards. Russ has not thrown for 300 yards in any of those games. And he's minimizing the turnovers. That's the recipe. The days of asking Russ to win games for us is asking an awful lot at, as he as his advance. Now, he's not over the hill. He's not 38-40. But I'm just saying, with the talent that they have, they have a Javante Williams. They have a Samaj P. Ryan. Let's run the ball. They ran the ball almost 170 yards yesterday. I think Russ had 170 yards passing, but he didn't turn it over. And that's the recipe because the Broncos' defense is very good. I'm not saying they're historically great, but they're a very good defense. They can get after your quarterback. They lock you down pretty good on the back end. And so this seems to be the recipe in order for the Broncos to go far and I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but in order to make the playoffs, we'll find a lot more about them. They got the Houston Texans. That'll go a long way because that'll knock them down and catapult them up into a playoff spot. So I like what the Broncos are doing right now. I love Deshaun Payton's approach. He says, Russ, I need less is more in this situation. I feel you on that. I can appreciate that. Let's pump the brakes just a touch on Russell Wilson. Yes, 20 touchdowns, just four interceptions. I get that. Completing 68% of his passes seems to be very, very impressive. I would like to add, though, even though in this five-game winning streak he's got eight touchdowns, no interceptions, he's passed for fewer than 200 yards in four of those five games. So, you're, again, you're not asking him yeah. much less. Just more. break the appetizer. We don't need you to cook anything. I'm just saying, I'm not taking any credit away from him. I'm just not trying to th- throw out the parade for the brother. You That's all I'm trying are. to say. No, that, no I'm, not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, listen. When I'm, when, I'm, when I'm downing you, you know. There's no hesitation. Facts. Now, I'm I've not worked the, with this the, man a long exactly. time. I'm not downing the brother. To me regularly. I'm not downing the brother. Molly, I'm Molly, he's saying. like, you know what? I'm not taking anything away from him, but... Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, Listen, fewer than 200 this yards. man will roast you. Come on, two, two, Fewer than 200 yards in four to five games. Yes. That's not a lot to write home about. I mean, granted, you're basically saying a future Hall of Famer, a Super Bowl champion, we're applauding him for being safe and being relatively pedestrian. That's basically what oh you're saying. Gosh. Okay, so let's understand that, okay? Having said all of that, I have to... Here's where my Mia Copa has to come in. When they gave up 70 to the Miami Dolphins, I talked about how the defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, I mean, you might not need to take the the, the plane ride home. I mean, that was just an atrocity. This defense, 16 takeaways. 16 takeaways. This defense ranked 28th in points allowed, 
30th in yards allowed, dead last against the rush, have given up less than 20 to 22 points a game over this five-game winning streak. Yes. Somehow, some way, they have resurrected themselves. And Vance Joseph deserves a whole bunch of credit for that. We got to give the man some love. We got to give the man some credit. He has earned his money. He had the, There's a metamorphosis that has taken place that has kicked in. And the Denver Broncos has a respectable defense. Yes. They give up 70 in a game this year. And now we're talking about their defense in a very respectable way that's essentially leading them in this five-game winning streak. We got to give props where props is due. So yep. I will say that. They ran the football 169 yards yesterday. Yep. They sacked P.J. Walker four times after knocking DTR out of the game. Yeah. I get all of that. It's, it's, it's really good to see. Wasn't expected much from the Browns with Deshaun Watson being out yep. anyway. I got it. But nevertheless, you did what you were supposed to do. Denver deserves a lot of credit. But Sean Payton took heat calling out Nathaniel Hackett the yeah. way that he did. Turns out he was right. Yeah. We look at Vance Joseph. We was taking a lot of heat oh, deservedly yeah. so. Gave up look, at what he, look at what he's yeah. done. Sean Payton and Vance Joseph has reminded us what coaching does in the National Football League, more so than in other places. What coaching does in the National Football League, it truly, truly matters. I got to give credit where credit is due in that regard. So Russ, Russ is probably playing top 10 quarterback ball. Yeah, I had top 11, if you remember. I said top 11. You didn't, I didn't have him in the top 10. I had him outside the top 10. You okay. had him in your top 10. Uh, but he's a pedestrian. You know, he's been relatively pedestrian. That's really what it is. It is what it is. Okay. So he leaded the league in touchdown interception. Is pedestrian. God bless you, man. Less than 200 yards passing you. in the last four Against games. Against the defense that is under. Last, okay, in so. the last four games. I'm not, I'm not getting caught away with that. I'm not getting caught up in that. I, I, you ain't even passing I, I 200 think, yards. Right now, I would be surprised if Denver doesn't make the playoffs. Their schedule the next, what are they, six Chargers and five, twice, six Raiders games game. is, is not tough. I think yeah. two two teams. So, you look, Shannon, Texas your point, at Houston and then at Detroit, probably, you know, they're two toughest games, and they, they might yeah. be able – Detroit, we'll see how their defense is playing. So, here's the way I look at this game because, um, Shannon, you talked about, like, they're, they're asking them to bring the appetizers. I don't eat breakfast and I don't eat lunch often. I love dinner. Oh. Intermittent That's all fasting. they're doing is it, cool. they're, 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 all they're doing is asking Russ to just cook dinner. If you look at the game, <laughs> he's just making plays on third down. That's it. That's all. They're, they're not asking him to be. Now, he, the plays he's making on third down are baller plays, though. Yes. Like, they're vintage Russell Wilson plays. Correct. They're just not asking him to do it on first and second down. Yeah. And that's kind of what Sean Payton has done is Sean Payton has said, hey, let's be really good on first and second down. And then go go cook on third down, Russ. Go make plays on third down. That's a third down clip. They used his legs a little bit in designed run. There's third downs where he's he's evading pressure in the pocket. This is the best pressure quarterback in football by the numbers right now. Then he's got nine touchdowns, no picks versus pressure. So the third down stuff is when he's moving in the pocket and making plays. The third down pass to Trotman is a touch is a third down. Uh, the touchdown pass to Trotman. So I think that's the, the big difference. This this play, yeah, that throw. So that's the thing for me is he's still vintage rush only in moments, and that's the yes. job that Sean Payton's mm-hmm. done. But, but let me say this real quick. Takes care of the football. In the last seven weeks mm-hmm. since losing on October 8th to the New York Jets, mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos have not given up more than 22 points in a game, even though they played Kansas City twice, Green Bay, Buffalo, and Minnesota. Yeah. 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 Now, that's yeah. impressive. And but, they lead the NFL in takeaways. 
if Russ wasn't the Russ of old on third down, mm -hmm. they would have lost these games. Because if you notice, uh, uh, the D.O., all they're doing is running the ball on first and second. So he has to improv. He has to be the old Russell Wilson in order for the Broncos to have a chance. And you look at the play to Troutman. You look at some of the plays to Cortland Sutton. That's all Russ. That's the improvisation, the greatness Correct. of Russ. He just can't do that for the entirety of the game, down in and down out. Yeah. But for, for like five or six plays on third down, when you absolutely have to have it, oh, he can pirouette, get out of there, and still make throws on different angles. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm entitled to disagree even with a Hall of Famer and two NFL players in this regard. <laughs> when you get a brother. Who's the Hall of Famer? When you get, well, I didn't say he wasn't a Hall of Famer, Dan Orlovsky. No, I never he's said asking he was you, not. He, he's asking who's you who's the Hall of Famer out of me. In case the audience was confused. That would be Shea Shea. Clear that up for America. But what I am saying, fellas, is this. You gave him 165 million yeah, dollars. Yeah. You understand know what I'm saying? I mean, you didn't give him that to 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 be yeah. to, to be safe. And you didn't give him that. Get? No oh, Let's run the football on first and second down. Come okay. to the rescue no, on third I down. You understand? Know Let the, I mean, just I'm just saying. What? You didn't give What's him he 165 million dollars for that. Look here. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. All I know is Russ seems okay. to be really, really happy. Sure, he went it. With mama's expected. So if that's what it takes, next oh, year I want to see okay. it again. All right, all right. Because all we right. go to the okay. playoffs. Russ go to the playoffs every year with, with, with C get, have a baby. All right. That's, that's I'm fair. I'm just saying. I'm that's just saying. Fair. I mean, then, then that's oh, something you will bring up. Point. That's something you will bring up. And I don't mind, you know what I'm saying? I personally miss seeing her on stage performing because I think she's a sensational artist. Okay, let's, let's just go to She's break. a sensational artist. But, she is. You know, congratulations. I mean, congratulations. I'm very happy. Bronco they have a, they have a beautiful family. Congratulations. We're Wishing back. them all the best. Very happy. Just please stop talking. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
All right, let's go on campus for a hot second. Uh, quick take for you. Jalen Milrow saved Alabama's playoff hopes with a jaw-dropping look at it. Last-minute 31-yard touchdown on fourth and goal to win the Iron Bowl 27-24. to SA, your boy saving, smiling, all ears. How crazy was this play? It was crazy. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I mean, fourth and goal at the 32. Listen, uh, Milroy, tremendous pass on his part. Tremendous catch by Bond, no doubt about that. But Auburn should be disgusted yes, and ashamed absolutely. of itself. Fourth and goal on a 32. And you saw those defensive linemen going up and they just and being completely frustrated. And they absolutely should have been Shannon. There is no excuse for anybody in your secondary to make that kind of error. He was literally got beat yeah. in the end zone. Now, the guy out jumps you right. and just catches that, just uses athleticism. That kind of stuff can happen. But, no, he was open. Yeah. He was open. Yeah. How'd that happen? That is ridiculous. I, I just don't understand why you, why you rush two players. Yeah. Why you just rush two yeah. and let him have that kind of time. Yeah, yeah that was an unbelievable throw. That, there are not a whole lot of quarterbacks that can make that throw from That's that true. gesture on the far hash and no throw it all the way across the field and drop it into that tiny window. But I don't understand what Auburn was thinking. Anything but a touchdown and you win the game. That's right. Mm -hmm. Anything but a touchdown and, and you win the game. And you gave up the That's one the thing. Iron that Bowl. Yeah. In that state, that, that, what that game means to Auburn yeah. and to lose it like that. Yeah, oh. listen, I saw the fans crying. Yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Got another quick take for you. Yeah. How about Michigan? The Wolverines clawed their way to victory against their arch rivals, the Ohio State Buckeyes, winning 30-24 to as Michigan's defensive player, Rod Moore, sealed the win with a late-game interception. Shannon, what do you make of their title chances? I like them. I mean, uh, if they're going to catch the Dickens beating Georgia, I think Georgia is clearly. But these, they've been the two best teams in the country. Yep. Michigan and the University of Georgia, the Bulldogs, have been the two best teams all year. And it was on full display. Uh, when they really needed it, Michigan said, just lined up, you can't stop us. And they ran the ball, they ran the ball, ran the ball. The only thing I will say on this, in this situation right here, I don't believe uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. would have could have caught the ball, but I think the hesitation, you just got to collide it and have another and have another down to right. see if we can get another play. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I would say. But you know what? Michigan is just better than Ohio State. They just want it more. Yeah. They're just bigger dogs. And sometimes, uh, 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 Stephen A., you just line up and say, you know what? Just better than you, bro. You know what? I get that. But you know what? Ohio State played the hell of a game. Yeah. I mean, this came down to the why. I listen. I, I was. I, I thought Michigan. Michigan would win, but I still picked Ohio State because I said something's telling me they're just going to rise to right. the occasion. Even when you saw Jeter there on the field, you still felt good yeah, about still, it? I, 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 no, I, I still went with Ohio State and, and because I just felt like with all the acrimony, with all the, with all the stuff going on with Michigan, I thought they would go in there overhyped, mm -hmm. anxious to prove something, yeah. and I thought that Ohio State would capitalize off the momentum to some degree. I couldn't believe they gave up the 22-yard rushing touchdown to Caleb, but he played, a, he, played a, he played a hell of a game, no. But you know what it is, Shannon, that I walked away from? I like McCord, but he ain't Haskins, God rest his soul. No. He, he ain't Justin Fields. No. You know, he, he ain't CJ Stroud. He ain't CJ Stroud. No. He ain't, he ain't though. He's he's a good quarterback. Right. Listen. But you needed some one, one of those dudes the whole, to win a game like the this. The whole scandal might have galvanized them. Michigan yeah. versus everybody. By the way, can I say this real quick? Not really. really I gotta go, but really? No, really? I mean, I, I gotta I hit the top of the hour. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I don't want I don't want to mess with commercial. You could tell me another time. No. It was important, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay.